unfortunately, there are no shortcuts. So what I'm suggesting um, is massively, massively valuable, but it's hard. I'm suggesting that in a world filled with escalators, you choose to take the stairs. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Christine, the host of the Startup Student Podcast. And with me today for the last episode, for now at least, of the communication series is Nick Luby. Welcome back, Nick. Woo! Well, hey, thank well, you very much, Christine. Energy all around the rooms, all around the countries, uh, because obviously we're using technology uh, to record this podcast episode. Everyone, if you have not listened yet to the first three episodes, please, please, please do so. Everything will make a bit more sense for you because we're talking about modern zombies, about becoming a zombie slayer, communicating with yourself, communicating with strangers, with your tribe, and now communicating with your audience and becoming the cure. Nick, over to you. I'm looking forward to hearing more about this. Thank you very much, Christine. Oh, yes, indeed. Becoming the cure to the modern zombie Armageddon virus. Well, that is quite a challenge. And a big opportunity for all of us is when we get that, um, the privilege that is communicating with a, a larger group. Um, it could be a formal presentation, it could be um, a bit of a catch-up meeting, what has your team been up to, what have you been up to, any opportunity where you have a slightly larger group to communicate with. Now this is done across many different platforms, my favourite platform is on stage at a live event, but there's plenty of other options, many of these are online as well. So Zoom and Teams and meetups and various different opportunities to present or communicate with your audience. So the platforms may change, but the problems around focus and attention are always, I repeat, always a challenge. So if you get the opportunity to present to an audience of any size, you should first of all embrace that privilege absolutely embrace it and realize it is a massive privilege to share your magic with that audience but it's hard because undivided attention as we know because we're surrounded by zombies undivided attention is very rare these days even even ted talks seem a little bit too long these days. I'm not sure if they're going to change their format, but getting someone to concentrate for 18 minutes um, is quite a big ask these days. And I've done some TEDx talks. It's really hard work to, um, to squeeze all of your value into 18 minutes. And then you've got to consider, well, the audience are, are going to struggle to pay attention for 18 minutes. So how, how do I create my magic in a way that hugely resonates with my audience. Um, it's, it's hard, but you can do it. 
especially if you're a courageous zombie slayer, which I know, I know you are. So ask yourselves the following questions. What exactly do I want to say? Who, who am I saying it to? Who on earth are the audience for what it is I've got to say? Um, where and how will I be presenting? Is it online? Is it face-to-face? -face? Will I be using slides or will I be brave enough not to use slides? And almost the most important question, how do you feel about your content, your subject, the thing that you're gonna talk about? How do you feel about it? Because if you don't feel excited and enthusiastic about it, it's very, very difficult to get your audience excited or infused by your content. Um, when I'm on stage, I absolutely love it. I love sharing content around modern zombies and the audience can easily pick up on that. Enthusiasm is as infectious as the modern zombie virus. So if you're not really feeling it, then your audience will really struggle to uh, to take your information on board yeah i uh <laughs> i can just vouch for that because uh people tell me when i'm uh speaking even online at online events as it was uh during the past now to the recent past let's say um they can feel the enthusiasm and it, it's contagious and they they enjoy listening and enjoy uh getting engaged and not just uh, passive listening but maybe uh whatever ways there are uh, online or even offline on events uh, to do that. So I completely agree. If you are not 100% passionate about what you're doing, how can you expect people to get excited about what you're talking and how can you expect them to listen to you for a long time? And, and uh, I bet there's also some scientific proof and studies and everything about the attention span of people getting shorter and shorter and shorter. There's a reason why social media videos are no longer than 60 seconds. And uh, there's a reason why people say, and that was always this case, I think, uh, but it's getting shorter and shorter. There's a reason why you need to capture the audience right beginning especially if you're talking about online medium but even if you're talking if you if you start the conversation the, the talk in such a annoying boring way for the audience by speaking in a monotone way by not showing your excitement and passion for it um, then yeah don't expect your audience to follow you not even for five minutes <laughs> um, or even longer if so and yes for me uh, presenting well enough it's all about preparation so what you said is what do you say who do you say to where and how how do you feel about it uh, uh, all basic questions but that a lot of people don't answer before they actually start preparation or prepare before they speak no, you're, you're absolutely right there, Christine. People don't prepare um, with the right kind of ideas in mind. Most people, when they're, they're asked to speak on a particular subject, their first thought is, okay, what do I know about that? And then they start putting content together based on what they know um, without considering what it is the audience, um, what they want. Um, you know, so you might know lots and lots about a particular subject but unless you ask yourself the question what do my audience want um, then there's a very high risk that your your presentation simply won't won't resonate um, and I'm, I'm 
I'm with you, Christine. I, I think um, uh, the, the, the start of a presentation is oh, oh, so important. And you want high energy, you want enthusiasm, um, and our attention spans are absolutely shrinking. Year after year after year, we can't, we can't focus long enough. And if you start your presentation poorly, not a panic for the audience because they'll just pull their phones out. Okay, it, it, that used to be frowned upon. Um, it used to be, uh, used to have to do that in secret, have to hide it behind a folder. Uh, but now you can just get your phones out mm -hmm. and start doing something else. How rude! How rude is that? But it yeah. happens. So, yeah, and it's accepted now. Like you just said, it becomes mm. normal now because the phone is your third hand <laughs> and yeah. uh, your second brain. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes, sometimes fortunately, sometimes unfortunately. Um, but it's not just the attention span, it's even retaining information. Uh, you need to find ways, engaging ways for people to uh, not only follow you, but to uh, really take the information in and then maybe even take some action. And this is getting more and more difficult as well, I think. Um, yeah. Very good. Yeah, retaining information. You ask yourself the question, okay, how many presentations can you remember? Okay, let's, let's be a little bit kinder, right? How many presentations can you remember that you sat through in the last month? Right, and chances are it's not many. Yeah. And there's a reason it's not many. The, the reason starts with, um, with a little bit of preparation because the, the presenter, i.e. you, needs to consider the, the two types of goals. Right? What do I want my audience to achieve? And what do I want to achieve? These two goals kind of come hand in hand. The most important, I'd say, is what do I want my audience to achieve? But your presentation won't be a success if you only do that and don't also achieve what is it that I want to achieve and the only way you're going to do that is if you know what your audience looks like okay you, you wouldn't turn up and and present from behind a curtain you know if your audience are there you want to see them you want you want to get to know them the more you know about your audience the easier it is to create content and deliver that content in a way that resonates with that audience if you get a chance ask them tell ask someone who's going to be in the audience look i'm coming along Next week, we're going to be talking about this particular subject. What would be really useful for you? So one thing they won't say is come along with 50 presentation slides of PowerPoint or something else and with, with charts and stats and, 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 and graphs. They don't want that. Right? Audiences want well, more human interaction. They want to be taken on a, on a journey of, of discovery. That's, 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 that's why the, the, the why of our content of our of our presentation is so important and audiences right they love stuff about them i imagine um let's let's uh, let's have a little bit of a, a thought experiment imagine think about the last um wedding you went to um and if you, you if it's a kind of a formal formal event there's some probably a photographer lots of pictures um countless pictures of the bride and groom of course but some of the pictures are going to be all the friends all the relatives um, and at some point after the wedding you're going to sit down with the bride and groom and look through the wedding album 
right. And if you're kind and polite, you'll make all the right noises. Yes, lovely day. Oh, beautiful, beautiful bride. Fantastic. Had a great time. You're most interested in seeing the pictures that you're in. All right. This is how us humans work. We, we, yeah, we'll go through all the other pictures, but show me the ones that I'm in. I want to see me. And that's exactly the same with audiences. They want stuff about them. Right? They, and, and this is, this is um, I guess, one of, I don't know if we should say it, Christine. Uh, it's one of the probably the biggest secrets in the world of presenting is audiences are starving for truth. And that truth comes through your authenticity. And most presenters, they think the audience just wants content. This is what zombies, zombies are obsessed with brains, okay? And, and they think all they want is, is more stuff, content and knowledge and brains. It's not true. They are crying out for truth. I agree. <laughs> they want authenticity and they also, and, and that means in the way you're presenting, not just what you're presenting, the content and stuff, like you said, it's, it's the way you present and it's also maybe human, presenting in a human way. We're talking about human-centric communication, but it's also human, human presentation. It's, uh, everyone has a, their own definition of perfect and um, what should be said in what kind of way it should be said. And there's also science behind it. And yes, of course, you can do that. Um, but most of us are not uh, probably trained speakers um, for years, uh, like US presidents and stuff that uh, have all this coaching for speaking. Um, you can get that, obviously, to become a, a really good speaker, a very good speaker. Um, however, it's probably never going to be perfect, everything that you present in the, what, in the way that you define perfect. But the audience will uh, receive something that's authentic and human and uh, exciting. Because if, if you are not excited and authentic about what you're presenting, if you're not behind it, then I would suggest not to present it at all. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. That's great advice, Christine. It does take courage, though. As and we've said this all the way through the, the, the podcast series, uh, being a zombie slayer requires courage because it means you've got to give of yourself. Right? Too many people, far too many people, play it safe, right? and they'll just share. Here, here comes the here comes the PowerPoint. Here comes the slides, and they'll they'll hide behind the the slides as much as they can. And they'll share, they'll share content. They won't share emotion. They won't share feelings. They won't even, they won't even um, add what they think or feel about the content they're sharing. It will just be, here's content. And you know what? We are drowning in content. So it, no wonder it's difficult to remember a presentation because very rare does do presentations make you feel anything. The ones that you'll remember made you feel something. You won't care unless you actually feel emotional about a particular subject, which does mean courage is the way forward and risk is okay. Audiences will absolutely love it. If you try something and it goes well, or if you try something and it doesn't go well, that's okay. Right? Risk, this is what risk looks like. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But so few people have the courage to, to try anything 
slightly risky from stage. They don't want to look foolish. They, they think it's, it's going to affect their career progression, all sorts of different things. But audiences, if that's what you're focused on, absolutely love it. I've done, I've done risk experiments on stage with volunteers and um, it's been some of the most amazing presentation experiences of my life. Um, I think also the more open and authentic you are, the more authentic your audience will be and the reactions you're going to get and the more engaging they will be and be up for things. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Perfect. What else do we have? No Anything else in, in, uh, in the last episode that you want to mention also about other things uh, that you forgot maybe in an episode and think, like, oh, I wanted to mention that and it works well for this episode. Uh, just uh, shoot if you want. Yes, great. Um, I would. I would say there's a couple of things um, that um, if you if you if you go away from the podcast and think, yeah, I really enjoyed those. These two things, these two things, as far as communication are concerned, are um, these, these seem to be um, hidden away in the background, and they shouldn't be. Every every single one of you has access to these. First of all, is it's your voice. I've given, I've given the opportunity. Um, this is why email is is very very poor compared with a face-to-face -face interaction. Um, you can unleash the velvet in your voice. Now, if you think of the most amazing actors and actresses, um, and you think, "Wow, they've got an amazing voice," they've got the same tools that we have, um, but for some reason, we, we we go to work and, and we forget how good we can be with our voice. And I'm talking about tone, um, I'm talking about speed, um, I'm talking about volume, all of these things we have access to, and it makes our communication really interesting. As soon as I, I lower the, the volume um, and, and start talking in, in hushed tones, it sounds like I'm going to share a secret. And you're almost listening in even further, concentrating more, because, my gosh, what is it? What is he going to tell us next? And, and that's just because I've lowered my voice. Or you can speed things up when you're excited. You know, let's, let's have that, that rich um, emotion come through in your voice because we all have access to this stuff. Very, very few people have the courage to flex that velvet in their voice. And my biggest pleading to every single um, audience, every single workshop, every single point of communication is please tell more stories. Yeah. Oh, please, please yeah. tell more stories. Not, not just, not just a not long 15 minute, oh my goodness gracious, when are you going to stop stories? Short, to the point, kind of real good stories, your stories, examples that, that prove a point. If you're talking about something, tell me a story that illustrates it. Short, to the point, just enough color so I can sense what it was like. Oh my goodness gracious, us humans love stories. Stories work best. Facts tell, stories sell, they say no in English. And it is true. Mm. Um, we're not talking about selling probably a thing. Um, or product, we're selling ourselves and the topic to someone, telling them it's interesting what we're saying. <laughs> Listen, um, and uh, yeah, 
stories, stories, stories. I always say as well, if you meet people, if you want to um, stay in someone's head afterwards as well and want them to remember you, um, tell them a story. And But a lot of people are afraid because they think storytelling is difficult and I don't have a story to tell. And what's my story? What's my story of starting the business? Well, I, I was... I found a problem and I, I wanted to solve it or something. Okay, that can be a start of your story. Um, not everyone needs to have a dramatic story because we see these um, big motivational speakers that have dramatic, unfortunately, unfortunate events happening in their life which made them do something. It doesn't always have to be like this. Uh, luckily, not all of us have these uh, events happening in their life that are dramatic in a bad way. Um, Storytelling is so important. And storytelling doesn't mean anything else than giving a bit more padding about what you're saying, giving maybe a why, why you're doing things, uh, instead of just giving the last fact that's the end result of something. Doesn't mean that you have to talk for uh, half an hour <laughs> if someone asks you a question, but to convey something, give a story, people remember it, and um, you yeah they will just remember the outcome as well as yourself and the story and they might even be able to repeat the story i um don't remember the story now i have to <laughs> admit but uh, <laughs> I, I was uh, listening to I, I don't even know i think it was an online course or something where it was about uh becoming a super learner or remembering things or something like that and it was about the order of the planets as an example how do you remember the order of the planet? And that means in, in the order of closest uh, to the sun. Um, and this person made up a story that for three weeks, it was no problem at all to repeat that story, which gave you basically uh, the order of the planets. Um, it was unbelievable, really unbelievable. It really works. <laughs> it does, and it's very human. Right? It's, it's you know we all have experiences you know when people say oh yeah I, I don't know if I've got any stories you've got hundreds everyone's got hundreds and yeah. if you went down to the nearest bar or coffee shop you'd, you'd spend most of your time telling and sharing stories but people feel in a in a kind of a corporate environment they go to work they feel as though they can't tell stories but us humans have been using storytelling from as soon as we could uh, well, as soon as language was created. Um, we were telling stories and learning from each other's experiences. And all we like to hear a story that illustrates um, a particular point. Um, easy to remember, easy to tell. You just need to be confident um, and share your, your experience, your knowledge um, with your audience. Yes, let's finish with one, one final uh, bit of advice or strategy. Okay, so um, across the podcast series, I've asked you to become a modern zombie slayer. I've implored you to become a modern zombie slayer and shared strategies and techniques of how, how we can do that uh, to enhance how human our communication is. But I, I totally understand um, that it's a very difficult battle that we are fighting. And um, unfortunately, there are no shortcuts so what i'm suggesting um, is massively massively valuable but it's hard i'm suggesting that in a world filled with escalators you choose to take the stairs 
Okay, there's reasons why we take the stairs. Okay, you can you can do you can dance up and down the stairs because there's not many people on the stairs. Everybody's on the escalator and they're taking them in a particular direction. If you take the stairs, you have more choice. It's far healthier to take the stairs. They're much better for us. Um, it's just harder. And communicating like a human um, is a bit like taking the stairs. Uh, there are much easier escalator style solutions, but everybody's taking those. So a human centric method of communicating is similar to taking the stairs. Much better, much better for us. Um, not as crowded um, and oddly enough, much more fun. Thank you so much for sharing these valuable tips, easy to follow tips as well. And I have learned a lot like I usually do when I talk to interesting people like you. Um, it was nicely put into this metaphor of modern zombies and how to become a modern zombie slayer. So everyone, I suggest you become one by first of all, by getting the book, Modern Zombies, how to stay ahead of the horde and communicate your way to incredible success or even connect with Nick on LinkedIn. You find his LinkedIn details on the page creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast and make sure that when you connect with him you um, mention that you listen to the podcast so he can at least um, know who you are <laughs> kind of and uh, connect with you and accept your connection request he's always open for a conversation he says and um, last but not least Nick is also writing a new book so stay tuned make sure you check it out once it comes out thank you so much for your time Nick Thank you very much, Christine, and thank you, lovely audience in the Creative Startup Academy. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure sharing uh, a few ideas and techniques to, um, to make your communication far more human-centric and slay those zombies. Thank you. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.